0: Welcome to This Week in Sports with Eric and Cousin Dave. As always, I'm Eric Weirdo with Dave Kramer and uh, welcome back. This is a fun one with kind of bittersweet with this NFL season officially over, but we'll touch on that. But uh, first off, kind of where I'm at um, broadcasting this, it's uh, some history made over the weekend. Um, you had the first ever mixed doubles snowcross um, and U.S. took home the gold and 36-year-old Lindsay, Lindsay Jacobellis and 40-year-old Nick Baumgartner took home the gold but Nick is a hometown hero where I'm at, a town of 3,000 people and his fourth Olympics, oldest snowboarder, oldest Olympian U.S. Olympian this year and oldest to medal in snowboarding uh, so it's very awesome and you can look it up, type his name in in the parade. Thousands of people along that route. Um, from, he landed in Green Bay and just kind of did a tour and ended in his hometown of Iron River, Michigan. And the town was excited. It was a great moment and his parade, it was cold, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was awesome. Um, and then he did a little rally in the high school gym and is it's awesome Uh, that's all I can say it's just a great experience um, to see that happen in a town like
1: this is I mean it doesn't happen often so very historical very cool to see Um, so Dave I don't know if you have any thoughts if you
0: kind of looked into that or watched that event
2: uh, yeah, actually, that was one of the, believe it or not, that was one of the, that was probably the first event I did watch on the Olympics. Was, I just, I just kind of turned it on and, and you texted me about him they were, I think they were in first after the the semifinal run or, or how, however that went. And uh, that was the first, actually the first event I watched in this Olympics. I've been kind of hit or miss personally on, on these Olympics. I think just because of the time change and, and how, how it's been kind of shown. But, uh, yeah, this is super cool for you. I mean, I'm very very jealous. I mean, it's a town of – I mean, how many people are in this town? I have no idea. And this guy is
0: – Less than 3,000?
2: <laughs> yeah. So the odds of one person in this town less than 3,000 is an Olympic is an Olympic gold medal. This is unbelievable. I mean, he does have a history where he's gotten some X-game medals before and been doing this for a little while. But, uh, I mean, your gold medal, and to, just to be there – in three degree weather however cold it was up there it was and, it was uh, cold
0: it was cold yesterday for that parade. it was
2: I mean, yeah i remember you texted me saying you couldn't feel your knees and your ankles were hurting and cold yeah, no, it was, was
0: but uh there were some moments where it was it was good but
2: it was kind of it was worth it i mean i would say that um absolutely
0: i mean it's i know you reached out to him yeah i have been. Mean, i do want to get nick on here eventually um hopefully soon um i was unable to get to him yesterday a lot of the kids wanted to be wanted photos and autographs and I also let the, let the kids do that. <laughs> and, then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the news uh, news stations grabbed him and interviewed him. No, but it was awesome. Um, it was very cool to see that, um, watch it live. And then his welcome home thing, which was very last minute, um, he posted on his Instagram that they're, they was coming in and one of the big companies in the area actually put it together and and the I mean this is the day we're in now I mean social media word spread so quick and the schools let out early and all made they made homemade signs and it was really cool to see
2: Um, yeah really neat that's awesome
0: to be and I mean I've lived in areas where Olympians came from won medals but like you said I mean this town is not much going on. I mean, it's a lot of issues in small towns like this um, that need to be addressed, but to see someone make it on an international level
1: the way Nick did was very cool. Um, and this is something that the town's going to remember forever and
0: yeah, it's been it's been great. Um, he's a very genuine guy, a great guy. and very humble, and he was, uh, I mean, it's kind of an American dream, and what he did, and his speech was great, Um, just saying how hard he worked and how the town and the messages after he fell in the bent snow cross, um, rally behind him with messages and posts saying, we're
1: proud of you you got this and he did. So it's just very cool to see. Now,
2: yeah. I do have a question for you though. You you would know it more than I would. Does he still live up there? Does he got a home up yeah. there? Yeah. Or,
0: you, you know, know he still, okay. still lives here. And he's not your, this is the thing. I mean, he's not, I mean, you hear all the big names, obviously. I mean, he was paired with one of the best women's snowboarders in U.S. history and Lindsey Jacob Ellis, but, he's not big sponsored like those that like that level. And when he's not working or not training for these events, he's a construction worker, he's a blue collar guy. And just, I mean, that's, that's what's so great about this. I mean, this is a guy that pushed himself, trained himself. I mean, there's great articles, he lived in a band for a year training i mean his dedication
1: was is 100 and he's uh and now i mean i don't know if you now it's like
0: now there's people i oh got worldwide posting
3: this
0: guy looks like will ferrell and <laughs> and they finally and they did i don't know if you saw it but they handed him a phone and he saw the things he's like, all right. So he was doing Will Farrell quotes um, from some of his movies. So and he does I mean right now. I mean I've seen Nick for haven't really talked to him much, but I've seen Nick when he was in his early twenties training on the local ski hill when I ski here and in the winter and I mean this guy puts in so much work. He built he even built a snow cross track. Um, in his in his yard to train on. I mean, this guy because because he doesn't have the money to travel like some of these other people doesn't have the sponsors. So the fact that so just tell you all that. I mean, this is this is Hollywood. This is a Hollywood story. So I mean, his life is forever changed now with this medal. And. Uh-huh. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next for him. Um, I think, I mean, being 40, he's probably done, but there's no better way to end than going on top. <laughs> um, so it's very cool um, for those listeners that haven't seen it. I mean, what, just the town rallied around, around him, and it's very cool. So definitely look into that. But... Definitely want to touch on that because it's so historical, so awesome, and a very once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, that I got to experience. And if you if you're in a town or city that has an Olympian that wins a gold or medal, and there's a parade for that person, attend it because
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's worth it. Um. So. In the Olympics, I mean, I like you said, I mean, I haven't really followed much. I mean, I obviously watched Nick's you Knicks know, events. I then watched some U.S. Ho- men's hockey, caught a little curling.
3: <laughs> um,
0: but other than, other than that, yeah, with the timing and everything, it's just kind of hard to really watch these events live. Um, but women's hockey, um, not surprising, gold medal final. US Canada again,
1: um,
0: which is, doesn't surprise anyone. Um, US men's hockey in the quarterfinals. So this is uh, kind of winding down to the last week of the Olympics and uh, see who takes home the gold in some of the other events. Um, I will say, too, I mean, there's been, aside from Nick, I mean, there's been some other historical moments. Um, Aaron Jackson first African-American woman to medal um, in the Olympics for the U.S., so it was awesome to see. Um,
1: Yeah, uh, let's go to the main reason. Um, The end of the football season. The Super Bowl. And uh,
0: I've said it, I've called I don't think I've said it on this podcast much, if at all. But I called Matt Stafford the real Matty Ice for a long time. I think this playoff run solidifies that nickname. Um, biggest game of his life in down, down four, and is a methodical drive to under, to just over a minute, and scores a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford finally got that ring. Leaves Detroit, gets the ring. Happens, uh, but overall this is a great football season. Uh, but we'll recap the game, Dave. What are your thoughts?
2: I uh, kind of like you said. Uh, really happy for Matt that he that he got this ring. And the crazy part is for uh, these fans who are just seeing this the past eighteen weeks is. He had a lot of the same stuff in Detroit. It's the difference was, no, no national media, no mainstream media watch Detroit Lions games. I mean, to all who listens to this pod for the last four years, I had to listen to my cousin texting every Monday when Mahomes would throw a no look pass, and he was screamed that Stafford's been doing that for years. Now Stafford does it in the Super Bowl, and the media is all over it. So you are validated on that, Eric. I'm, I'm glad you got your validation on that one. But uh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a great game. Um, well, I just want to say great, but it was a good game. The, uh, the I think this game would have been a runaway, Rams victory, but things got kind of slowed down a little bit when uh, OBJ got hurt. Um, I think that turned a lot in the Bengals' favor. Then the whole – basically from the third quarter to the middle of the fourth, it was just all punts, defense and punts. No one could do anything. And you're right. When the Rams needed a drive, they got their drive. Aaron Donald woke up. They got. I think they sacked Burrow what eight times in the third quarter and fourth quarter, something like something crazy.
0: Seven seven times.
2: Yeah, it was insane, and they just they just gave no time. And thank goodness they did because I don't know if you saw some replays of that last play of the game when he. I mean.
0: He looked like he looked like he lined up in the neutral zone.
2: Yeah, he did, but the. but that's yeah but they they missed a few calls I, I know you want to get to that later but yeah. uh with uh that last couple of last those Bengals plays though but I think it was the very last play of the game um Chase had ramsey burnt by like five yards ramsey fell down I believe on, on the yeah. last play if you had any if he would have had any any time to throw the ball that that's an automatic touchdown it was' it to be a whole different ball game but it didn't happen Rams win congratulations Matt Stafford now let's do a few more years of this that way everybody can I know today was a big thing about Hall of Fame, Matt Stafford. Yes or no. I mean, it's kind of a mood point when the guy's got probably four or five years at least left to play depending on health and desire. But uh, it was a great season. I love the extra week, love the playoffs. Now let's g- give me to July again. Give me give me back give me back a train camps, give me back to uh the preseason. I just want to yeah. this 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 lull hurts me.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially with, I mean, I know we yeah, got some stuff, some sports are in their peak right now, though hockey, NHL, mm-hmm. NBA. Today would have been the day pitchers and catchers were have reported. Uh, that's that's depressing
2: right there. Um, you
0: yeah, have to sort
2: anyone about that, right? Yeah, now.
0: today is today's usually a great day for me when pitchers and catchers mm-hmm. report because I love it, but um, yeah, that's yeah, I'm not going to talk about the MLB, um, but. Yeah, the Super Bowl, I thought it was a great game. Um, I mean, it was... I mean, the way Stafford came out early on, I mean, I was thinking it. I'm like, God, if he continues this, he's, I mean, there's no doubt he's the MVP of this game. Um, and then it kind of... OBJ got hurt. and Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it kind of brought up the debate, too. I saw um, Debo Samuel tweeted, the NFL should ban turf. And there are there's, there's some yeah. stuff there's stu- there's studies that back it that more injuries, no, more non contact injuries happen on the turf fields than grass, which I get. I mean, you can't get that grip,
1: you can't get that, but I mean that was I mean, I feel bad for OBJ. I mean he I don't know, I mean, just I mean there there was a lot of factors on that, on it that just,
2: play.
1: It
0: just Jake. gave up it just gave on him. Yeah, That's what it,
2: it gave yeah. on him. It was he was still probably not a hundred percent. I mean, probably. Was, I mean, he's tired. The ball was a little underthrown. There's a million different reasons why that happened. It was. I mean, it just it's it's really unfortunate for a guy. I did want to ask you a question though. Does it does this game? We, we talk about you and I talk about the the Stafford validation all the time because of the uh, the ties we have with the Lions. Right. But where does this rank for Aaron Donald? Someone like him. Ramsey for someone like him, they get their rings now. They don't. You don't hear much of that now. I mean, obviously, was, Donald was talking about maybe, maybe hanging him up in the next year or two, yeah. or even maybe after this, after the Super Bowl win. But if, it, if that was it, where do you rank him in defensive players of all time?
1: I man, I mean, obviously, man. When you think of great, greatest defensive players, one of the
0: two names that really come to mind. RLT and uh, Reggie
1: White Mm -hmm. I think and Aaron Donald I mean this is a sore name for me
0: and (laughs) a bunch of Lions fans because I really wanted him no I kind of figured we weren't going to sign Sue um, and Fairley was doing Nick Fairley things Um, and I knew we could get a replacement with Aaron Donald but Obviously, we didn't. We drafted Eric Ebron,
1: um, but he—I'd—I'd um, I'd put it LT and Aaron Donald one
0: A, one B. I would say. I mean, I think. Yeah, you you can, can,
2: yeah.
0: I I, I I can't argue with that. I mean, the, the and I'll say this: the only reason why I wouldn't put Donald ahead of LT
1: is that MVP. That LT has. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. I mean, since since Aaron Donald came into the league, eight Pro Bowls, seven first team All Pros, and he's missed two games, not injury related, just missed two games. Mm-hmm.
0: And the only year he wasn't an All Pro, his rookie year. Oh, by the way, he was
1: defensive rookie of the year. Um, this guy had nothing else to accomplish except that ring, and he got it.
0: And I know you mentioned where you put him, and I said I also put J.J. Watt up there. I mean, these are two three-time defensive player of the year, defense player of
1: the years. And, I mean, what we've seen with those two, especially Aaron Donald, I mean,
0: Wow, I mean he was he's good. Um I mean obviously I mean it doesn't matter when he hangs him up. I mean if he could cut off a cut off a toe and that toe can start walking a cannon. I mean that's where we're at with him. <laughs> um it's a
1: straight shot. I mean there's no doubt about it that he's going there. So
2: I, yeah, I think you're, I agree with you on that, Eric. Um, to Donald's defense on the MVP, he could have forty sacks in this year, but he won't be the quarterback out for the MVP. Just this the air of the offense now. Um, but yeah, yeah yeah, I guess you can't. No one could no one could say you're hundred percent wrong if you say Taylor. no one could say you are hundred percent wrong if you say Donald. And some people you even say, Hey, like you mentioned, you mentioned his name. Red, Reggie White deserves some talk as well. The Minister, yeah.
0: Minister of Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, really, and that's a player, um, Reggie White. I mean, when you talk about defensive tackles, that one revolutionized free agency, but two changed how defensive tackles get double teamed, um, how you have to plan for them, and. I know, that's the debate you and I have talked about, too, is how do they change the game? How, like, if you have to game plan for someone, that is a testament to their greatness. Yes, it is. Um, So that's, then you kind of mentioned Aaron Donald
1: uh, for MVP. Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. Really, I mean, there's three names we
0: could have gone wrong with. Stafford obviously, I mean, it's mainly been a quarterback award. Uh, first quarterback to throw two, three touchdowns on the winning team, and not win the not win the MVP.
1: Um, and I do think those two interceptions were the ones that derailed him from that. But really, I
0: again, I mean, I've been a Stafford supporter since day one, since he came into the league, but. Like a Hail Mary, I'm never going to throw on it. Well, it was slightly underthrown, but a Hail Mary still, I mean, that's what it is. it's It's a 50 50 ball. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I can't really blame a quarterback for getting a ball to the end zone from his own side of the 50, and it gets picked. And then the second one was, you know, slightly ahead of him, it was slightly in front, I felt. NFL receivers, tight ends. If it hits your hands, like clearly, like I guess much as it did on that one,
1: I would say either you have to deflect that down or catch it if you're an NFL receiver. And you have to vote for these MVPs. What is it before the two minute warning? You can't vote after it. Is that how
0: it's
2: done? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know those. That will be at something like that.
1: So. And my dad brought that up. So before that two-minute warning, who was your MVP? Was it Staff- Is it going to be Stafford or Aaron Donald? And I mm-hmm.
0: know there was one play where Stafford s- tried to sneak it in, and if he had scored right then and
1: there and Rams held on, I think that gives him the MVP but I really think if it was a Stafford, I think it should have gone to Aaron Donald because that defense kept them in the game when they were stalling. and The Rams got pressure, uh, and Cincinnati needs to draft an offensive
0: line. Joe Burrow was sacked 70 times this year, regular season and
3: postseason.
1: This is your franchise quarterback. I mean, yeah, you look at David Carr. Mm -hmm. with Houston when they were an
0: expansion team. That was their first pick. And I've used that team as the example. When you're
1: building a franchise, get an offensive line before you get a quarterback. Because it doesn't matter how good or athletic you are. In Mahomes last year, very athletic quarterback, very good quarterback. That Tampa defense, he was running for his life, and we said it going in. We said it in our preview show.
0: The Rams' pressure is going to be the big is going to be the difference, I think, and it was. Um, It turned out to be the difference because once they started pressuring
1: Burrow, throws became off. He couldn't get it out as quick as he was earlier in the game. And their run game took a hit, too. So, they made a great adjustment in the second half. Um, but, yeah. Um, any thoughts on that?
2: No. I, yeah, nail in the head. I mean, kind of played out like I thought it was going to play out. And the crazy part is, this and them still had a chance. I mean, they are like the... The bug that just want to go away. So uh, I mean, congrats to them. I hope uh, hope you see them again soon. I mean, you never know in the NFL. I mean, you can be good one year and you can miss yeah. the playoffs the next year. I think I think there's some crazy stat about that too. Yeah. So, Dan, certain amount of teams every year don't make the playoffs no. after the, the second year, but uh,
0: and Dan Marino man, went, mm-hmm. to the, went to the Super Bowl his second year, and everyone was obviously we don't know that, but according to like our parents and everything, everyone's like, oh Miami, Miami will be back. He'll get another shot.
1: He never got another shot. And I hope that's not the case for Burrow, because I really I really do love Joe Burrow. I mean this guy this is
0: this is the this is what you want in a franchise quarterback. Leadership, mm-hmm. leadership, swagger, confidence. He's he's got it. Um, so I definitely hope Cincinnati's back. Um, soon, because um, this, this is kind of this could be a fun career to watch. Um, but yeah, I know I wanted to talk about. I know you mentioned it. Um, some of the officiating um, very early on, they were letting them. They you could tell they're going to let them play, and it's a Super Bowl. I agree, let them play. Jalen Ramsey got beat. There was that. There was that hold on that early third down after the Rams went up seven nothing. that forced the field goal. Um which you could tell like right away, I think I texted you, it's like they missed that
1: live, like there's something. <laughs> um and then and then there were some there's some other ones. I mean obviously the, the biggest one that's talked about is that first play of the second half. I live I mean, I'll just say I'll give the rest of the fence here. Live, it looked like Ramsey
0: fell, and there was it was hand fighting. He just lost his footing, and then
1: he saw him get up. Like I'm like, was there was there an offensive interference? Did he push off? but yeah, um, he did. uh,
0: T. Higgins got a hold of that face, and that's pretty damn good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um that got missed. And I was and I thought to myself, when it happened, I don't know if you had the same thought, but I had a thought, like, God, if Cincinnati wins this because of that. That's another T D in the playoffs that shouldn't have counted for them. Like I went back to that yeah. division game with the with the
1: whistle. Um, that's where my mind went. And I just thought, I just thought the, I mean, the fishing all year has been horrendous, and there was,
0: in the moment too, where I think they lost, they lost control of letting them play, was after that first bet, after that first sack,
1: of Burrow, where Donald shoves him out to the sideline, mm-hmm. and the Cincinnati bench. Shoving hit shoved, shoved
0: Donald. There's some. There's a punch or two thrown, and there were no flags. Like that's the moment in the game we. Look, I get let them play stuff after the
1: whistle like that. I mean, you can't have that. That's a sideline doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> but
0: whatever that. But whatever happened after that, it uh it pissed Aaron Donald off because he was a man possessed after that moment. And it's sort of like that Billy Madison scene comes out and catches the ball. It's like, now you're all in very (laughs) big trouble. (laughs)
3: Mm
0: -hmm. They were, that defense just picked up and,
1: they were were interesting. But, and then the last drive. All of a sudden,
0: they're calling those those interferences, and there were some. I mean, there were some, and I mean, the biggest one wasn't necessarily the, I mean, the the hold on uh, LA. And I want to touch on this too.
1: Get your thoughts. The hold on LA, but then the way they announced that penalty, that helmet-to-helmet helmet hit on cup in the back of the end zone. How how does that offset? I'm i
0: i never understood this. One, how does a 15 yard penalty in general, how
1: does a 15 yard penalty offset a five yard penalty or a 10 yard penalty? It shouldn't, right? Yeah. No, no, I yeah.
2: wouldn't think so. In that se- should be the severity of the penalty.
1: Yeah. But
0: the way they announced it was there are two penalties against both
1: teams. Holding number, whatever Los Angeles. Okay, and then he said dead ball, personal foul. Dead ball should have been an automatic first down for LA, then, right? Because he said dead yeah, ball,
2: yeah. <laughs> there had to be, it had to be a mistake. I assume if it's a dead ball, then it's after the play. So, so it, it can't be offsetting if it's if it's dead, if the ball's <laughs>
3: exactly,
2: dead exactly right.
0: I mean, so. The officiated this year uh, in the NFL is awful. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about the Miss Face Mask is the ref, uh, the ref said, I sent you the quote, the rule is that if there is a grab and twist and turn, there's enough for a foul. If there's just a rake across the face mask where there's no twist and turn, even if there's a grab, there's no foul which I'm glad they, I mean, that rule's been in place for a while because they would call those five-yard face masks that it was a graze or something. I'm glad they got rid of that. But the favorite thing was he said the officials did not see any contact that rose to the level of a 15-yard face mask. I think 112 million people
1: saw a grab, a twist, and a turn. Mm-hmm. um it i don't know i don't know what the
0: this is gonna be a big off season, i think with officiating i don't know what their nfl's got to do for it but you either i've said this before, you get and aren't they supposed to like when there's touchdowns like that they like, automatically look at
1: like okay there was enough contact there for something But I don't know your thoughts.
2: Make everything reviewable. I mean, that's what Bill Belichick's been saying. Just make everything, make everything reviewable, and just kind of go from there. Start. First of all, you could start in the NFL by measuring things. Not everything with a chain, a chain linked uh, sticks. Maybe get a little more modern than that. But uh, I guess that's just me talking. But you're hundred percent right. The officiating. Has taken the game, I think, back a little bit. Uh, there's a, always the human element level that you're never going to get rid of. That's part of the game. And you have to learn to accept that there will be mistakes. But it seems like there's mistakes all the time now. I mean, it's and, – and, and at all crucial moments. That's that's what's that's what's kind of hurting the game, in my opinion. Am I going to stop watching? No. Will America stop watching? No. Maybe that's why they don't really address it like they need to. I mean, they take they take officials out, they put new officials in. That doesn't, doesn't seem to work. Maybe it's a training issue. But but you but you are right. You shouldn't be talking about the officials for the last fifteen minutes after the day after, after the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, you should be. We should be talking about the commercials and talking about what a fun season it was and what a fun what a fun uh, game we had. But there were so many mistakes. You, you're obligated to address it, and, that, and that's and that's to me just not, just not right. Not good. Not good for the sport in the long run.
0: No, I agree. And what do they say? I mean, I think the same thing could be said about officiating that they say about offensive linemen. If your name's if your name
1: not called, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I mean the officiating.
0: I mean, this is a great game, and we're talking about officiating again. Um, and they were penalties. I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. The linebacker that they called for a hold was not a hold. I mean, holding was the wrong call. I'm watching this live, and I said that's all. I mean, yes, it's a spot foul because I thought it was
1: interference. Um, <laughs> because I didn't see a hold. I definitely saw him get there early, but it wasn't a hold. Um, so it's just things like that. Um,
0: and like I said, too, I mean, if it's, if you're not calling stuff early, why are you calling it late in these moments? Um, because one was that, that hold was on third down. I mean, that was going to be it. And I was going to make it the do or die play for the Rams. Instead, it gave them new life. Again, it was a penalty, but if you're not calling it, we probably would have been calling, well, why didn't they throw a flag? Or why isn't this reviewable? So
1: it's a lose-lose situation, I hope, to go into that. But overall, I mean, yeah, great season. Um, Cincinnati does seem to have a bright future.
0: They need to draft an offensive line this year and they have enough cap room, sign someone, draft someone. You got the 31st pick. There's some good linemen. They can get late.
1: Um, I
0: do think, I know we haven't had the mock draft, but I think you can see that kid from Central Michigan go there uh, to Cincinnati. That's my call already.
1: Um, But he's a – the Bengals. I'll say this too. The Bengals got lucky with how many hits Burrow took when he went when he went down. I thought. I mean, that's. I thought that was the game right there
0: because mm. Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen's going to come in. And <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's like okay,
0: you just went from
1: Joe Burrow to Brandon Allen, and I think. I mean, I think it was luck in a way that it
0: wasn't, it was a fourth, it was a third down when they had a punt. So he didn't have to come out. Um, it gave him time to rest and be evaluated. And he's lucky that it's just a severe sprain in a way because you now he can spend the off season rehabbing it and getting it back up to strength.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, but overall, great game. Sad that the officials kind of took it over at the end, but happy for the Rams, happy for Stafford, happy for Aaron Donald. I mean, that was really the only thing missing for him. OBJ got that ring. Ramsey got the ring.
1: Von Miller got his second ring. Um, Andrew Whitworth, man.
0: Third player, over 40 to start, over 40 plus to start a Super Bowl. And got his got the ring as well. Ironically, against his old
1: team. Yeah, um, Eric Weddle. Um, <clears throat> shame that he got hurt early on on that tackle. Um, <clears throat> but
0: it was a overall great season. Our predictions failed epically, um, which kind of leads into that. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the on the awards? Do you have any issues with who won all those?
2: Uh, MVP, no. Um, with the, uh, I was really happy for uh, Watt to win the defensive player of the year. Do you think he was going to win that?
1: I, I thought. I mean it was uh I mean you could have again gone to
0: Aaron Donald, you could have gone Trey Hendrickson, who had a great year by the way. Hendrickson for Cincinnati had a great year. Um
2: he did. Mika Parsons, Mark Parsons Parsons did as well.
0: Parsons easily could have I mean could have done that. <clears throat> I think early on, I mean a lot of people talked about it, it was it was Diggs, Travon Diggs for uh Dallas was going to win defensive player of the year because of his interceptions
1: but he kind of slowed down on those interceptions and uh got burned a lot <laughs> um mm-hmm.
0: so it was i have no problem with the the defensive player of the year um in true in true lion in true lions fashion the bridge to best moment of the year was Justin Tucker's re- record breaking field goal Yes. Relive that one, Lions fans. That's whew. um offensive rookie of the year, I mean that was it's a no-brainer, right? was no. <laughs> well kind of said that. Um that is Jamar Chase.
1: And obviously I have no qualms there. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. I mean, triple crown, receiving triple crown winner. Um Comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. I mean I don't know who else. I mean he did least team to the playoffs after tearing his ACL, so yep. Um what do you think of, you think of assistant coach of the year, Dan Quinn? I mean, considering
0: what he did with that defense <laughs> A younger actual coach of the year for that, <laughs> um, because he did a great job. Um, I yeah, I mean, Dallas, they,
2: did, they did a 180. Yeah, I'll give them um, I give
0: him that. All right, because I was a, that was their biggest qu- weakness last year, and he turned it into their strength. Um, it was a, I think that was the right call. Um, coach of the year. I mean, I know we threw a lot out there early in these early in this season or midseason where you're looking at God, New England. I mean, what they, they have no one. This is Belichick's best job. That's coach of the year.
1: Zach Taylor winning the division. Okay, that's coach of the year. But it went to Mike Vrabel. Um, any issues there?
2: No, it's, it's a regular season award. It's not a playoff award. So uh, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They had obvious injury issues all year all year round um, comes to show they had a very weak position at quarterback. you know he had some good numbers last couple of years um yeah I don't, I don't I don't have a problem with Mike. I mean, there are some candidates you could you could make a make an argument for and i th- I think you might hear coming up, but uh being a regular season award i i, I can't I can't argue it,
1: yeah absolutely. Um definitely
0: agree with you there. Um, yeah, I have no problem overall with the awards. I mean, nothing really surprised me um, with them. I mean, I think you could make an argument defensive player of the year-wise. Um, you could really put TJ Watt up there. You could put Mika Parsons. You could put Aaron Donald up there always. Um, so really, I would have been fine with any of those three.
1: Uh, MVP, I mean, obviously... Quarterback award, um, which is, you look at it, I mean, it's, yeah, what they've done in Green Bay has been pretty good. Um, So, but we also had the Hall of Fame class announced some no first timers in, uh, Mm -mm. which kind of shocked
0: shocked some people um one name i mean i was shocked that
1: marcus where didn't get in first ballot i really am the devin hester argument i'm gonna sound like such a hypocrite
0: when i say this because what i say about game planning is a testament to someone's greatness
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> for this um but you don't want him in yeah i it's just hard i mean it's the special teams argument I mean, it took Ray Guy a long time to get in. Kickers, I mean, Morton Anderson's in. I don't know who else kicker-wise is in. But there's some kickers that are – there's some, there's a lot of special teamers that are deserving. I mean, kicker-wise, I mean, Jason Hansen probably should be in.
1: Um, Adam ben going to go in. Justin Tucker's going to go in. Um, so but the way but I can also see the argument for Devin Hester
0: um, because of that, change the game. I mean they're their team squib kicking, drilling the ball out of the end zone. Hell, even kicking the ball out of bounds <laughs> um, for more field for better field position than to kick to Hester. Um, but that to me is what Hester was, is that he was re- Great greatest I'll say it. He's the
1: greatest returner of all time. But that's all he was. I mean his receiving numbers aren't that great. Um,
0: so that's just gonna be interesting. I mean, that's my thoughts on that, Dave. What are yours with the, the first years not getting in?
2: Yeah, I thought where was gonna get in. Um, uh, but you can't re-argue with any any of these guys that, that got in. And it's almost good that they, they reset and got some of these guys in. I mean, Bastelli's a monster. That's it a long Seymour. time coming.
0: It's a long time coming for yeah. some of these guys. Um, yeah, Tony I mean, Biselli. I don't know how he wasn't in before. Um, Leroy Butler,
1: um, great safety in the '90s. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Mills, um, obviously, um,
0: great USFL player um, that played for the Saints. A few Pro Bowls there. Entered his career in in Carolina and is the driving was the driving force behind their uh, motto um, for that uh, Super Bowl run. To now, it's keep pounding. Um, Mm -hmm. When he was diagnosed with cancer as an assistant coach for the Panthers, Um, so it's good to see him finally get in. Um, I mean, yeah, Richard Seymour definitely. Um, Bryant Young was good. Cliff Branch, old wide receiver, um, back in the Raiders years. Uh, long time coming for him, Art McNally. The one I am questioning, though, and I test you this, because um, now they're doing,
1: like, one coach type deal. Dick Vermeil. is he, I mean, he had a good career. I mean, he won the,
0: ironically, um, with the Rams, won that Super Bowl. Uh, Greatest show on turf,
1: but is he more deserving than Marty Schottenheimer or Mike Shanahan?
2: No, no. Mike Shanahan should be in in his Hall of Fame just by the coaching tree himself that he that he has. I mean, he has all these all these great young guys. But uh, yeah, you're. I, I, I can't I can't argue on this one. You're 100% right. Those two guys should be in the Hall of Fame. I, mean, and, I,
0: I have his record. 120 and 109. 524 win percentage. 6 and 5 in the postseason.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: for a career 126-114 record.
1: Um, And it's just I don't, let me look at Marty Schottenheimer. May he rest in peace.
0: 200 wins, 126 losses. He has more losses than Dave Vermeer has wins. Hmm. Um, Granted, his postseason numbers weren't the best. Uh, for some reason, those Schadenheimer teams weren't in there. But 200 wins, not in the Hall of Fame yet. I mean,
2: there's a, there's a lot of good coaches down the Hall of Fame. Lots of good coaches down the
0: Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, look how long it took Tom Flores.
2: Mm-hmm. To get in, um, I mean, is is Mike Holmgren in the Hall of Fame? He should be in the Hall of Fame, probably, right? If Dick Vermeil's in there,
0: I would, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at Vermeil, I mean, Mike Shanahan has three Super Bowls. One as a s- assistant, yeah. two as a head coach. Doesn't have 200 wins, but he has more wins than Vermeil. 170 wins mm-hmm. to 138
1: losses, eight and six in the postseason. So. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of,
0: it's kind of interesting they chose, they chose Vermeil over these over those two guys. Um, but yeah, as you said, Mike Shannon's coaching tree, obviously his son, and I mean, the late, the late great Dan Reeves, um, who passed away uh, on New Year's Day. One hundred ninety wins. <laughs> I mean. It's, I mean, George Seifert, Art Shell, Gary Kubiak, Anthony Lynn, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, Mike McDaniel. I mean,
1: it's unbelievable what he's done uh, with his coaching tree. I mean, those are legend, some legendary names: Art Shell, George Seifert. Mm-hmm. Seifert
0: taking over Bill Walsh. Um, so or Shanahan served under them. So we learned from those three, those two, Seifert and Reeves. art Shell, Gary Kubiak, Anthony Lynn, Kyle Shanahan,
1: McVay, LaFleur, McDaniel worked under Mike Shanahan. I mean it's it's interesting to me. Um,
3: I
0: don't know how I don't get how sometimes how, how the hall works like this, but Um, I hope next year when they put a coach in, it's either
1: Shanahan or Scheidenheimer or Reeves uh, because those three are definitely the most deserving right now. Um, But I'm not a Hall of Fame voter.
2: (laughs) No, no, we're not. Uh,
1: But it's, uh, it's kind of the wraps up the NFL. I mean, it's
0: Yeah, roughly five, five and a half months
1: until training camp. Just under seven months until the regular season. Uh, um, NASCAR's picking up at Daytona this week. Qualifying tomorrow. We'll probably talk about some of that. Peak NBA. And uh, we'll go from there, uh, and see what's uh, and we'll see what's going on. We'll see we'll see what's going on there with the with NASCAR and yeah. So we got
0: uh, we got NASCAR coming up, Dave. Qualifying tomorrow. Yes, we
2: do. Yes, we do. At that time of year, I'm excited for that.
1: Um,
0: so at least we have that coming up. I mean, that can kind of take over
1: some of the stuff. And then you got peak NBA, NHL. Uh, better hope
0: baseball kicks off because once June, once those season, once the NHL and NBA end, it's going to yeah. be
1: nothing. It's a baseball in our life. Yeah.
2: You got World Cup, right? No, that the, that's this summer or that next summer.
0: It's this fall. This fall. This uh, fall. It's right. This fall. Yeah. It's a million degrees. Yep. So I mean, there's some some stuff coming up in the year that we're looking forward to. Um, kind of re uh, kind of recap some of the some of the qualifying uh, for for the World Cup and see if. Uh, U.S. can make it. I hope they do because we've already set U.S. soccer back with missing 2018, um, and, and this would be a tremendous waste of the core we have. Um, but that's going to wrap up this podcast. Up, uh, um, we hope everyone enjoyed listening. As always, I'm Eric Weirdo with Dave Kramer, and uh, join us next week.